Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Dave Smith with another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. And another episode of Conversations with Tony. We will be covering a lot of ground in this episode. So stay tuned. Wave Chief? Tony, my friend. How are you, buddy? Good kid. How's it going? Going all right. Going all right. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit beside myself, and I, I called you the nine one one call. Um, I know you can relate. I know you've experienced oh, the same kind of thing, and I needed a voice of reason because I'm I'm absolutely losing my mind right now. Okay. Uh-oh. Wow! Wow! I talked to a friend of mine. She's middle of the road. She's 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 a Democrat for sure. Blue through and through. Likes to think she's a progressive, right? Diehard uh-huh. kind of Warren man, right? Okay. Wouldn't really look at anything I sent her about Warren. Like, uh, you know, I don't know why. Let me preface that with my mother. I'm a feminist. My mother was huge in the women's rights movement in the 1970s. Very fundamental, like very active in the movement. And I grew up with that. I grew up, you know, my father went to the, uh, the Selma, Alabama march in, in uh, Martin Luther King in um, Selma, Alabama, after those four church students got killed. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Selma to Montgomery, right. So those four the Edmund, ki- the Edmund Pettus Bridge, right? Yeah, those four students got killed. My father was studying to be a minister at the time, and he jumped on a bus. I think four buses went from California to that area to to just to march and, and peacefully protest. And my father was one of those. So this is in my blood. To, to go against, to, to be for the, 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 the underdog, to go against the grain, against the corporation, against fascist tendencies. And I'm rambling here a little bit, but I am so, oh my God, Tony, I'm almost shaking. So I talked to this friend of mine and, I, you know, and I'm, she was diehard Elizabeth Warren. So, so I quit sending her stuff, right? She's like, will you unsubscribe me from that Jimmy Dore show? Because Jimmy <laughs> Dore kept talking about, like, every time Elizabeth Warren would lie about Bernie and slander him, he would show not only, the, you know, Bernie's record, but also Elizabeth Warren's past. So, like, oh, here Elizabeth Warren is a Republican at 47 years old, and now she's preaching party unity, but then out of the corner of her mouth, she's calling Bernie a sexist and then calling him out. You know, and then she did that stunt, which I'm sure you saw on CNN, you know, knowing that the mics were still live, went up to Bernie and accused him of calling her a liar on national TV. Right. right? You saw that? I did. Right. And she, so she knew she knew the breakdown that I saw of that is that she knew the mics were still on and it was a great press opportunity. Right. 
mm-hmm. way to get her name back in the news, whether it was anything positive or negative, right? Because, you know, bad press is still press, right? Yeah. Oh, long story short, finishing my monologue here. You can you bear with me, brother. Long story short, Elizabeth Warren backs out. So I figure my friend Jessica is open. Open. So I say, can we, um, and we're talking about pets. We're texting back and forth about pets. Like I, I dog sit her dog once in a while. I love her dog. And, uh, and she knew my cat before my cat of 21 years passed away. And she sent me like three pictures of my cat that I don't even have. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Right. So we're starting there. Right. So totally bonding. Right. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, all right. Cats are cute and everything. And blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, well, can we agree? Fuck Biden. And I put fuck in all caps. Right. Can we agree on fuck Biden? Like, right. Because Warren just announced that she dropped out. Right. So now it's between Biden and Bernie. And Warren and Biden were the only quote unquote progressives, even though Warren showed herself to be a complete fake progressive. Really? Well, and I can go into that if you want. Well, no, but I mean, I just, my, my whole take on this, Dave, is you're not going to like everybody 100%. And I know no. some of the things that Elizabeth Warren has backed, Dave, are really for consumers workers yes she, she might not be the perfect one perfect for you but you know sometimes you gotta go, you gotta take what you can get if and at well, least they're yes yes i agree tony warren yeah. is a pit bull for uh, like against uh the federal reserve she was awesome against uh uh well and with the consumer federal uh a credit protection bureau, Dave. So credit card companies can't rip you off. Loan. Right. Let's I say, love the same day lenders well, can't yeah. charge Cambino's price. Uh, uh, Cambino prices on on stuff that you on money that you borrow. Right. I mean, so I, so I think you and I agree on all of these points, right? Those are all beautiful, wonderful things, right? Um, what I don't agree on is is why she would all of a sudden. And, and it happened like she drank Kool-Aid, like somebody slipped something in her coffee. All of a sudden, she's attacking Bernie. Right? Because I agree with all the things you said. Those are all fantastic. But now you're going to attack the guy who is like, the, I, I don't even want to say progressive, te- the, go- the grandfather of the progressive movement. Thank you. I don't even want to say Teflon Don because that's a bad reference. But yeah. you can't attention to that. You can't blemish Bernie. You can't slander Bernie because he's been so consistent for 40 years. Incredibly so, Dave. The most of anyone I can name. Um, and 40 years, Tony. I mean, I was 12 when he got into politics, right? Yeah. And he was preaching the fight against the man and the military industrial complex, the fight for, you know, against poverty. Yeah. Then when none of us, 
myself included, were even paying attention to any of that shit. I mean, hey, Dave, he voted against those stupid wars, right? And he votes against tax cuts for, you know, for the rich and big corporations. Right there, Dave, you got me. Boom. You You got got me. me. Bullseye. Bullseye. Great place to start, right? Great place to start. But let's go back to Warren because because this is this is really tripping me out with my friend Jessica because she's she thinks she's a progressive, Tony, and she's on our side. But her main thing is we can't have Trump. Right. So it's one of these. Right. She, and, yeah. And so I, I explained the Hillary thing to her with WikiLeaks and da 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 da. This is all been, this is all proven that Hillary conspired with the DNC to steal the 2016 election, primary election, from Bernie, therefore setting Hillary as the only opponent to Trump. Well, she turned out to not be a sufficient candidate to beat Trump. Now, there's multiple layers of irony in this, First of all, and I'll post this, I'll post a link to this on, on our on our podcast here on the channel, but TYT, the Young Turks Network, posted mm-hmm. posted some 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 of the WikiLeaks things, and it verifies that the DNC colluded with the Clinton campaign to totally slander Sanders and to and they also went so far as to pick two quote unquote Pied Piper candidates, right? So these are candidates that Hillary and the DNC thinks are a slam dunk. Like we'll prop these two guys up and then we'll definitely win. Well, guess who those two people were, Tony? Hmm. Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. Wow. So they actually picked and promoted Donald Trump as somebody that they thought they could slam dunk against. Yeah. And, it totally and guess what up. happened? Trump slam dunked on them. Yeah. So here we are. Biden is Hillary 2.0 in my point in, in my book. I, I don't disagree. He's got no policies. His only his only preaching point is we got to get rid of Trump. Well, that's not enough because get rid of Trump for what? A word Trump? Yeah. Right? What are your policies? So I know you agree with me on this. My friend Jessica said, she told me once, dude, her dad was a, a mean child molesting yeah. Jewish man with blue eyes. And he's short, and apparently he looks a little bit like Bernie Sanders. One time she told me, <laughs> I could never vote for him. He reminds me of my dad. Oh, my God. What a ridiculous reason not to vote for somebody. Now, her dad was convicted Ew. of molesting children that he took in as foster kids. What a scumbag. So we're talking about a miserable human being, right? Right. Now, there's a huge amount of trauma that would go along with that, right? I can only imagine, Dave. I can only fucking imagine, Tony. And thank God we, we only God have to imagine. Yeah. 
right? A lot of sympathy, a lot of empathy here. A lot of empathy here, right? Well, I can't, I, thank God I can't empathize, but I can certainly well, sympathize. You know what I mean? Well, you, well, you can't, well, you, well you, you can empathize because empathizing is trying to put your, yourself in somebody else's shoes and being like, ooh, that must be fucked. But you're empathizing, yeah. having, doesn't that mean you've been in those shoes before? You've walked no, that's com- that's compassion. Compassion means you feel the same thing. Empathy just means like, oh fuck, that's rough. I thought that was sympathy. Well, same. They're they're very oh. close. Anyway, we'll have to we'll have to uh, you know Wikipedia those. <laughs> yeah, and I can do that here in a minute. But yeah. um, but go ahead. But I want to let you go on this, Tony. But but my but what I wanted to fire you up with was like, wow, looks like my dad don't give a fuck about the policies, not looking at the policies. And you know me, I'm a links guy. Like, I don't care what I believe. Show me a link to something. I'll watch it. And if it, it, it can change my mind. Cause my mind is always open. Right. Well, I so like I asked that. her I like, agree. you know, as a friend, will you look at a couple things and not take my, word on it but make up your own mind after you watch what i watched i want your opinion on that well i mean you, you know dave that's the old to me that's the only way to really think about stuff like this you know it's to i've taken information taken different information and not just hate watch or hate read something but go, hmm, does this have any merit to it? Right? I mean, you, you know where I stand on this, Dave. Maybe some of our listeners, and hopefully we have some out there. Um, but that's to me, is the only way to go about it. You got to listen to the other side, Dave. You got to listen to things that you don't ag- listen and read things that you might not agree with. You know? Right. Um, Otherwise, you're just listening while, to your choir, right? But after a while, Dave, I think it's fair to say that okay, I've listened and heard and read enough about Rush Limbaugh. I don't, list, I don't need to hear him ever again, okay, because I listened to him a bunch of times. So there, there comes a point, Dave, I think, where, okay, we're done with this now. But as you're saying, if you're not open-minded, Dave, that means you're closed-minded. And if you're closed-minded, that's just not practical thinking. Well, and not critical thinking, right? And going back to what is it? It's the, I believe it's the second mandated English class in college is critical thinking. Yeah, that's pretty important. So, I want to go ahead and play a couple clips here. Here is a clip of Biden completely gaffing. So just in case we're thinking like, oh, Biden, Biden, electability, right? A lot of people are saying electability with Biden. So let's let's listen to this and see if Biden has that electability. Bear with Thomas me, what's your dad? First African American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about 
And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Wow. There is Biden for you. Mr. Harry Legs loves kids jumping on his lap. You know, and that's that's one one of the Biden gaffes, but but <laughs> there are a bunch excuse me we got a little crazy back roll going autoplay so that's one of the Biden gaps but uh <laughs> there are so many i'm gonna find i'm gonna find some not some other ones here Biden gaps i'm just gonna google it right now while i'm on the line with you um i've got a couple saved but let's uh, – here we go with The Hill. Why, why are you texting? Why, 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 why? You're getting nervous, man. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Uh, I'm not saying to I don't like it up in And no, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I've known more than most people now. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. <laughs> the reason I'm running is because I've been around for a long time, and I know a lot of things that nobody knows. I'm you want to shape? Let's do push-ups. All right, I'm I'm playing some Biden apps here, honey, and this is going to be hilarious. Um, so the last one was this guy stood up, asked him some questions, like. The reason I'm running is because I know a lot of things that nobody knows. And you want to go toe-to-toe? Let's do some push-ups. <laughs> like, dude, you're 70, all right? Like, what do you think? You're, you're trying out for, like, a, a, an action movie? Like, I don't know, <laughs> Die Hard 14? Liam, like, Liam Neeson wasn't available, apparently. Yes, Liam Neeson and what's-his-name Die Hard 14 guy weren't available either. Bruce Willis. Um, Bruce Willis, thank you very much. You know, these the 65-year-old superheroes that are going to save you from a burning building or go find your missing daughter in some South American country that's been abducted, even though they're 65, they have skills. <laughs> so check this out, Tony. This is the last part of this clip. Let's do this run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take Mendo Caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I began to see why your wife left you. <laughs> you cut off the six foot left the chain. You pulled up and said, you walk out with that chain. And you walked <laughs> and said, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. <laughs>
If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Wow. I mean, like, wow. Talk about somebody burying themselves. Who's his speechwriter? Sarah Palin? Oh, fuck. It must be Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, that right? sounds like a Sarah Palin speech. Just like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. You're totally rambling. Oh, my God. Well, Put your go foot back. in your mouth. I'm going to play this other clip for you. And listeners, you know, I apologize. But you have to hear this, Tony. This is, oh, this is, oh, God, Tony. This is, it's horrible. Check this out. This is, this is really bad. He's making a speech, and all of a sudden it segues. Your dad, first African-American state senator in the state of, in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand, and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And Does anybody want to hear about his hairy legs, Tony? Well, I mean, is he trying to sound folksy and trying to relate to people? If, he's if got is, like a, he's got a little, it. he's got like an 11 year old black girl next to his side. He's got a couple black women behind him. So it looks like he's trying to relate to people, but listen how he weaves this story. So he's in a pool and he's got hairy legs. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. What the fuck? So I learned wow. about roaches and I learned about kids. And I love kids jumping on my lap. Yeah, that is such a, a weird, meandering stuff to say. I don't know where I don't know where to start with that. Yeah, I, I, what he is just took that? he just took a left turn like he had an aneurysm or something, and it was like yeah, yeah, shorts are on the highway. Of course, your shorts are on the highway. I mean, wow. that sounds like a guy who's been drinking too much at the bar, and he, you know, he starts talking to you, and you just can't get away from him. Right, right. Except, except there's no slurring or anything, so it's just like yeah. it's like Alzheimer's or something. Wow. Right. So this is the fucking guy that you're gonna put up against the Apprentice Master. Well, and Dave, think about this, that all Sorry. these other candidates have jumped out of the race now, dropped out of the race. Warren hasn't announced who she's going to support, but everybody else is supporting Joe Biden. Right. Just, I am so disappointed. And, you know, Dave, if Elizabeth Warren you know, throws her support to Joe Biden, you know, some, to me, a lot of her progressive credentials are going out the window. I'm telling you, you know, right. You know, I don't want to say what's going to happen the next, you know, go around or whatever, but I'm going to lose some, some respect for Elizabeth Warren here. If she doesn't get behind Bernie in this, I'm going to, 
I'm going to be really pissed off because Bernie's the progressive in the race. Biden is, I mean, his nickname, does, does, has anybody given him the nickname um, uh, to, to suggest that he is just status quo? Status quo Joe. Shouldn't that yeah. be his nickname? Yeah. Anybody given him a nickname yet? A sleepy Joe. I think uh, Trump calls him Sleepy Joe. I call him Status Quo Joe. I think he's got a bunch of nicknames, Tony. I call him I call him Groper Hair Sniffer Joe Biden. Groper. <laughs> Groper Joe. That's my favorite. Groper Joe. All right. We're in a strange place in politics right now, Dave, where a guy who is a sex offender, a bigot, um, a liar, a cheat, and a guy who doesn't really know much about governing or politics, for that matter. Pathological liar. And a guy who doesn't seem to want to change anything, really. Is, looks like he could get the Democratic nomination. I mean, how did we get here? Well, can you say Wall Street? Yeah. Right? Remember, well, the, so. remember the Occupy movement? Yeah. Seems like a distant memory, doesn't it? Distant memory. It was only fucking eight years ago. So... Occupy movement, right? Everybody's fed up like these banksters. They got to go. I lost my house. Kids were camping out on Wall Street. I mean, this was beautiful, Tony. This is the first time we've seen this since 64. 68, since the last time. Um, But it got kiboshed. It got squashed so hardcore. The only people that the only person that was really speaking for it was Bernie. All these other politicians were against it. You know, and Obama put the kibosh on Occupy, on the Occupy movement. He he encouraged the police to up tactics. And we all saw the abuse of peaceful protesters. Well, he clearly was not a progressive. <laughs> he clearly was not that guy that we were hoping for. Thank um, you. And, you know, it's unfortunate, Dave, that, you know, the on the Republican side, you can go Tea Party and get candidates elected. But on the other side, on the left, you go Occupy Wall Street, and that doesn't seem to move anybody. I, well, I guess can we... Can we back up on the Tea Party a little bit? Sure. So Tea Party, although it seemed like a grassroots movement, the seed money, and I mean millions and millions, probably tens of millions of dollars, came from the Koch brothers. Oh, no doubt about that. Absolutely. Right. So they fired up all these people who were like, you know, had a grievance. And of course, our country's you know, kind of fucked right now. It's been stolen from us. So a lot of people have a grievance, but the Koch brothers fired them up to have a grievance and to direct it against, you know, trying to do the same thing. Like we, 
we need less regulation. We need less government. They're just fucking everything up. Incredible, huh? Incredible. What a sales job that they did. And you got to hand it to them, Dave. You really do. Because if you think about the way it went down, we'll go to the Bush administration. And deregulation of the economy, right? Complete deregulation. Tax cuts for the rich. Major tax cuts that overwhelmingly benefit the most rich people, the richest people. And then a huge expenditures on war and the military and military spending. Okay. So you get all those awful things. What happens? <clears throat> the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, the air gets dirtier. Um, and then you have the economic crash that proves beyond a doubt this kind of stuff doesn't work. What happens to the um, the debt and the deficit? They skyrocket. Okay. Proving all this stuff is wrong. This is exactly what we're not supposed to do. You get eight years of Obama, which calms a lot of this stuff down, digs us out of a major hole. And even Andy Meyer admits this now. Okay, Obama did some good things and he got the ball rolling. Okay, he's at least willing to concede that. But then people want to run right back to the same stupid policies as if they forgot what happened at 2007 and then the crash in 2008. October of 2008, Dave, is significant. Why? Lehman Brothers crashed, and it was official. The slide had turned into a meltdown. Okay? And yet, these people, David, they go right back to those three main principles of policymaking. That these do not work, and yet, okay, yeah, here we're going to do it again. And yet they can sell people on this. Going to double I down. I just don't get it. How do people get sucked? And, and again, Dave, I know it's it's you're, you're going to people are going to say, okay, listen to Tony. He thinks that he knows it all and he's right. But how many times do we got to tell you that giving rich people tax breaks doesn't help poor and working class people? How many times are we going to tell you that? How many times are we going to show you that it doesn't work? Tony, I didn't ever hear you say you, you think you got it figured out and that you think you have it right and listen to me. I didn't ever hear you say that. What I heard you say uh-huh. is that there's some bullshit going on here. There's a double standard. There's a fucking scam going on that's right between our eyes, right in front of our eyes. There's the elephant in the living room and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, the elephant in the room, and he just took a big dump right in the middle of in the couch. And, and it's just like, oh. and everybody's plugging their nose, but nobody's talking about it. No, but Dave, you talked about that sales job that the Koch brothers did um, to make Occupy Wall Street and fire up all these people. And it's just, you know, folks, have you not figured this out? That not paying taxes... How do you run a society with, by not paying taxes? And yet most of these people on the right, Dave, they support more war and more military spending. Well, how do we pay for that? I got an experiment, Tony. Why don't you and I try not paying taxes for three years and see what happens? We'll freaking be in jail. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Al Capone. How did they get Al Capone? Not on fucking murder, not on espionage, not on racketeering. They got him on tax evasion. You know, I just, you know, this is the what that frustrates me so much, Dave, is that you can have proof and people still don't care. They still don't believe it. How did they sell people on, Dave? How did they sell people the idea that if you give more money to rich people, poorer people will be better off? How did they sell them on that? Thank you. And, and you brought it full circle back to my friend Jessica, which I don't I don't want to harp on her. I love I love her. She's a good friend of mine. I can't wait to dog sit her dog again. I love her dog, buddy. He's amazing. And um, and I'm not going to let this ruin a friendship. Good. Good for you, Dave. But it's tough for me, Tony. It's tough for me because I'm doing battle like you are with a couple people. Well, you love these people, (laughs) but like, holy fuck, after you talk to them for a minute, you want to fucking punch your head through the wall. Yeah. Right? Like, why are they stuck on stupid? They're not stupid people. No. Jessica right now is going for her master's degree in, in counseling. Yeah. She's obviously not a dipshit. Not a dipshit at all. But she's a little bit pre-programmed. Dave, I think a lot of this, you know, goes back to right-wing hate radio and Fox News. I think people have been set up for years and years and years to believe this kind of shit. And they'll just buy stuff that Donald Trump sells them. If Sean Hannity doesn't tell it to them, they don't believe it. It's like I told you about my buddy, Roger Emheiser, who used to be a conservative, really not hardcore conservative anymore, starts talking about Bernie's sometime last week. And he says to me, oh, so you're okay with us turning into Venezuela, aren't you? And he said it with exactly that tone of voice. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a second here. You've seen what happened with the Bush administration, right? Talked about what happened, what kind of policies. The end result was that. It's proven fact. Those things don't work. Not a problem with that, right? But what might happen with Bernie, that's what I'm worried about. Andy right. Meyer. Well, if, gee, if, if I got to know, Tom, I'm, if, if Bernie might, uh, me, might get elected. Me, I might have to sell Tom, my house. Yeah, Tom, because everything's going to collapse if Bernie gets elected. Tony, let me interject something real quick. Go ahead. Um, I want to tell all of our listeners, uh, we don't want to use last names because we don't want anybody getting any hate mail or anything like that. You're Let's right. keep Good it on point. a name basis, Tony. Uh, um, and all of our listeners out there, don't you dare send anybody any threatening or hateful stuff because we're just having a conversation here, right? These are people that we care about and we love. And, and we just people. don't. They're and good they're people. people. They really are. I don't agree with them on a bunch of things, but but so it so that gets us fired up and wanting to have a conversation. But I don't want anybody to ever do anything negative, including slander somebody on Facebook. Exactly. Exactly, so, Dave. From if here you, on if out, we can't be civil, first. if we, if you can't be civil, 
don't engage in the conversation. If you don't like what somebody's going to say, then don't have the conversation. Thank you. you know? Thank you. You can't be civil. Just fuck off. Because nobody you know? wants to, nobody wants to play that way. Um, and, and so just do me a favor, Tone, from here forward, let's just use first names. Let's keep everybody sure. anonymous. Good, good idea, Dave. Yeah. Absolutely. That's absolutely the way it should be done. Yeah, let's do so, that. You know, I, I just we're going to have disagreements and maybe, you know, you can learn something from somebody else. You never want to be stuck in. I have all the answers and you can't convince me of anything else. But after a while, Dave, when you get evidence, evidence to something over and over again, at some point, you got to say, this is how it is. Are we are people people are still arguing, Dave? You want to go back to the Koch brothers, Dave? I suggest to everybody there's a book called Dark Money with by Jane Mayer. Okay. And she goes into this whole thing of, you know, Dave, years ago, Dave, even Republicans believed in climate science. You know that? They actually believed it. They were ready to start taking steps towards this. And then you had a bunch of dark money, a bunch of it by the Koch brothers. And they rounded up other people of like-minded people to what? To fix it so that they don't have to pay more taxes and their businesses won't get regulated. They hired a firm. I think it was Smith and Knowlton. Don't quote me on that. It's something Knowlton. I believe it was Smith and Knowlton, but don't quote me. They they hired all Smith firm, firm. You know, Dave, and what was the product this PR firm was selling? The product is doubt. And who did they work for before they worked for the Koch brothers doing um, climate change denial? They worked for the tobacco lobby, Dave. You know, remember the guys going in front of the committees and saying, no, smoking is not addictive. Yeah, okay. That's what they did, Dave. And they were mean, able to sell people on this. Tony, do you mean the commercials where they would hire an actor, say Ronald Reagan? <laughs> to wear a doctor's like white jacket, white smock, I think it's called, whatever. Yeah. And tell you about the benefits of tobacco. I, I don't remember about the benefits. I don't remember that one. Oh my God. They really went that far. Yeah. The flavor, the this, the that. They're just oh, okay. pro they're okay. promoting, promoting the positives while wearing a fucking doctor's jacket, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking give one to your kid. They're great. These are fantastic. And you remember growing up, right? We had those candy cigarettes where oh, if you blow them, it looked like a puff of smoke. The powder, the powdered sugar would puff out. Right, exactly. It but looked you were having like a, a cigarette. And, and being of that generation, Tony, do you know when I smoked my first cigarette? Yeah, when you were ten. Five. <laughs> Five. Five, Tony. Oh my lord. My neighbor had me stealing cigarettes from my parents and giving them to him. You know when I learned to inhale? Nine. Yikes. My babysitter taught me how to French kiss and how to inhale <laughs> cigarettes. Super, super grateful for the first part. But like, really? You had to be a smoker? Like, ugh. Nasty.
I mean, I, I, and that's the thing, though, Dave, because you can sell people pretty much on anything. Smart people. You can sell them on stuff. And no matter how much evidence comes out later on, they still believe it. Yeah. You know, Andy, I, again, I, 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 I hate to harp on Andy, but he is your typical Trump supporter. You know, he literally said to me or, or texted me and he's in this text. He said, I'm not saying Trump's always great, you know, but I'm sure Obama had his moments, but I just can't remember any of them. So I point out the the obvious thing about Obama and he, he actually did come around, like I said, and he's like, OK, yeah, I guess he did some good things and got the ball rolling. But here's a guy, Dave, that still believes in trickle-down economics. It's like he can't bring himself to admit that George W. Bush was a bad president. Like, this didn't work out, you know? And yet these guys still believe in all those same policies that, I've just, that I just mentioned. Like, somehow they didn't work before, right? They crashed into the crash. But let's try it again anyway. Let's just double down on these. And I can't get through to any of these people, Dave. And these are some of the people that you and I deal with on um, Facebook from time to time. You know, some of those guys out there who are just Donald Trump is, is literally a God, literally a God. He can do this guy can do no wrong. And we've been waiting for him. He's our he's our he's our savior. And what, Dave, now this coronavirus thing. And I, I don't want to go all political on it because this is. This is so much more above all the other stuff that we've talked about. Big okay? fail. Big fail, so, Tony. People are dying, Dave. This is so much. Well, I, you know what? Actually, it's not above the war stuff because the war stuff, people were dying too. Okay. But Donald Trump is literally going on television saying the exact opposite things that the scientists that are in his administration later have to come out and tell people, no, a vaccine is not going to be ready in three or four months. No, it isn't. That's what Trump said. And then he blames Obama for something because Obama did something to make this testing, and they're talking about it like, no, this is just not true. Yeah, let me jump in on the coronavirus thing. Go ahead. Um, so you know me. I'm not, I don't wave the Obama flag at all. No, I know that. I, as a matter of fact, I call Obama the Trojan horse. I think, and I I don't talk this way at all, and I'm talking this way to drive home a point emphatically. I think they gave us the N-word as a Trojan horse. Here's one of your own. Here's a person of the people that turned out to just be another Wall Street shill. He kept all the wars going. He expanded mm -hmm. them. He took us from two wars to seven. He became the drone bomber in chief. And, and, and I want to preface all this with, I had so much hope for him. Yeah. I voted for him the first time. I yeah, was like, I agree. Fuck, I did too. I was like, fuck yes, we got a black president. Fuck yeah. And in my in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, fuck, the next barrier is a woman president. Bam. 
Right? Yeah, see, I, I, you know, I just wasn't thinking. For me, Dave, I'm thinking great black president. I think America really stepped up and we showed that we're, we're past that thing. But right. I'm thinking about the policies, Dave. And on, on several, of those, several of those policies that you just mentioned, he just let us down. Horrible. He just, no, he, he didn't, he didn't just let us down, Tony. That's being way too kind. But you watch, what? though, David, as we get further and further away from his presidency, you He's watch how worse. historians are going to treat this as far as the basic idea, Dave, of what he inherited and what he bequeathed are completely well, different. And he's got to get credit for that. I agree with that, and I give him credit for that. However, like we've discussed in the past, I don't think a president has that much control over the economy. Yes, they can appoint people to the Federal Reserve. Yes, they can pass legislation, but the Federal Reserve is the one that controls the interest rate and the inflation rate. So the Federal Reserve controls our money, straight up. Now, the president can go to war, and then all of a sudden stocks in Boeing, Northrum Grumman, and, and all these you know 500 different companies, there's way too many of them, all their stocks shoot up because, oh, guess what? Motorola, communications, right? Bullet manufacturers, gun manufacturers, telecommunications people, tires manufacturers, the people that manufacture, I don't even know, who manufactures armored vehicles. You can take a normal vehicle and you can armor it. So those people make a ton of money. Their mm-hmm. stock goes through the roof, right? Right. So as soon as you drop a bomb on a new company, Boom! It's payday, baby! Well, but that's, right? but that's why, Dave, these policies and who's setting the policies makes a difference. Because when you're George W. Bush and you decide, you say, let's go. And we go into Iraq and Afghanistan and we have no real plan to get out. Then those stocks just absolutely boom. And those companies make a lot more money and they turn around and support those types of politicians to keep that type of thing going and then if you turn around and say you know what i think we're going to give tax cuts to really rich people well that's why really most really rich people dave support republican policies i'm not saying democrats don't have their own rich guys but the vast majority of them are always going to vote with republicans why because if you're because they're voting they're voting for their money they're not voting for a party they're saying to the the Koch brothers are saying i don't want my businesses regulated more i want them regulated less and i don't want to pay more taxes and if i can put a hundred dollars into a politician and get ten thousand dollars back on tax breaks who gee who do you think you're going to support Tony, that seems Tony, pretty easy. Tony, even if you invest a million in that congressperson and you only get a hundred thousand back, guess what? That's a tax deductible donation. David, this is why we need real progressive policymakers. Are you hearing I, me on this? I am. I, I they're they're they just make it's a, a ton of money and they make. Okay. They make money hand over fist, and, and this is how the whole thing works. 
And then they can give all that money, but then they get credited it back. It's a tax write-off. What the fuck? So you can supersede our government and then be reimbursed. (laughs) That's what we're saying. Right? Well, and and Dave, I think that's why when I see that corporations are afraid of certain politicians and they and the right wing especially starts attacking some of those people, that's why that's what kind of draws me to those people that are being attacked. Because you must be attacking them because they're going to take something away from you, something that you're doing. They're not going to let you do anymore. And that's the kind of people I want to support, Dave. That's the Bernie Sanders that I want to support. Tony, thank you for saying that because I think you encapsulated our entire conversation right there. Right there. You and I are not worshiping a person. We're, you know, I, yeah, I, I've, I've only become hip to Bernie in the last, what, eight, ten years, something like that? Right? I didn't know who the fuck he was before that. You know, he was he was the, you know, governor of a pod or mayor of a podunk, mayor, governor, whatever, podunk, little Vermont. I'm way over here in California. Did not yeah. matter. But all of a sudden he started saying things that leapt beyond the platform of where he was. And it started resonating with all of us. And that's what I'm about, Tony. I'm about policies. Policies, not personalities. Tell me what you're going to do. I don't care who you are, really. I mean, you know, the whole Bill Clinton blowjob thing? Like, if that would have <laughs> happened, if that would have happened after 5 p.m., non-issue. The only issue is, dude, you did it on the clock. We were <laughs> paying you while you did that. Like, oh, I, that's I not cool. know there was a time element to that. I, I just, you know, I thought we, you know, we were such a puritanical, you know, to some degree, a puritanical society, especially on the, on the face of it, right, Dave? Underneath, everybody, everybody loves, you know, everybody loves their vice, their vices, okay? Yeah. But on the face of it, especially with our politicians, you're supposed to be squeaky clean and oh my god we get so upset if somebody's doing something like that I, and to me Dave I'm like well I don't like that he lied in front of Congress to me that's that's not good obviously but do I really care if he's having an affair on his no I'll tell you the truth I really don't it really doesn't I don't, me I don't either Tony that's on Hillary and guess what Hillary claims to be a feminist claims to be progressive Dude, she didn't break up with her dude after he cheated on her. Like, I don't know how many. I I saw a poster. The 176 women that Bill Clinton has had sex with. (laughs) And it showed a little fucking snapshot, like like a yearbook picture of each one. 176 women, Tony. Right. So. Let's even assume that that's like hyper sensationalism, right? Let's assume 
they're off by 75%. The 25 women that Bill Clinton... You're talking about after he was married, right? That's what the deal is? Oh, yeah, no. Bill Bill and Hillary have been together since college. Right. So anybody that he has had sex with has been an affair, like basically after high school. <laughs> so what kind of feminist sticks by her guy the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, the eighth yeah. time? Right? Well, she apparently, now, she apparently really knew that he was going somewhere. You know what I mean? Well, and now you get where I'm going. Is this a feminist or is this a power hungry opportunist total power whore that will do anything to achieve power and stay in power and get money? And I say that's what's up because you look at the track record and it just kind of spells itself out, Tony. Like I said, poster 176 women. Oh, Epstein, the fucking the the Lolita Express. Bill Clinton flew on yeah. it twenty six times. The but Lolita Express. Wow. Here's the clincher, though, Tony. Hillary flew on it four times. <laughs> so, were they molesting children together? Were they sacrificing children together? Drinking like? Oh, geez, Dave, are you really going there? I'll go Sac- there. Sacrificing, really? This is a murder I'm raising, thing. Here? I'm, I'm raising children. What? Who knows? Why did Epstein have a soundproof shrine? You've heard of this on the Ep- on on the island, right? The pedophile island. Vaguely, yeah. There's, but I- there's a shrine that's. That's totally soundproofed. It's got like three foot thick walls. Why? I, I've never heard of that, but well, I'll take your word for it. I, I just, for me, for that kind of stuff to go that far, I, I got to see more proof. And I'm not saying it yeah. is Tony. I'm saying what the fuck? Because, you know, I mean, they're, they're saying that, you know, Tom Hanks is big, a part of this pedophile ring that was run out of the pizza parlor. In New York. You know what I mean? He might be, dude. It reaches deep. I don't know. There's a bunch yeah, of people that I, that I had a lot of respect for. It. Kevin I Spacey. I used to love Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I still do. I mean, he's an actor. And once again, I want to separate, like, just because somebody's good at something doesn't mean they're a saint. Right? No, of course not. Like, if somebody's a really good rock singer, doesn't mean he's a good person. Doesn't mean he should be a role model for your kids. So just like just like these actors, right? They might be really good at acting because they had such a fucked up childhood that it's easy for them to assume somebody else. I mean, for all we know, they're the most twisted of people, right? Maybe. I mean, I... I'm just, I'm just throwing the, you know, Devil, you know, benefit benefit of doubt on their behalf and, you know, devil's advocate kind of thing, right? Like, I don't know what's going on. All I know is there's some fucking crazy shit going on. There's all this talk and it's not one or two people talking, right? 
So there's this soundproof like thing on built on Epstein's Island and it's built to mimic like the temple of David or some shit in Israel. Right. So it's built specifically dude, like millions of dollars to build this thing. Right. Like it didn't, they didn't just throw up like, Oh yeah, there's like a little cabana cabana over here or whatever. Right. Like, wow. Weird. Why, why soundproofed? And now you're flying all these underage kids over there and you got this soundproof thing. Huh? Well, you know what there is, as far as that smear goes, Dave, and I I always want to have more proof before I believe some stuff like that. But if you're connected to Jeffrey Epstein, you got dirt on you. (laughs) There's just no other way around it. That guy was so filthy and so out there, you know, if even no matter how tight or loose your connection is to him, people are going to look at you funny. There's just, well, he's just got that kind still, of dirt on him now. And you, know, you talk about these kind of conspiracies, Dave, and it's, again, I don't say that they're, they're not true, but when you get, you know, certain things like, um, you know, the, the, pedophile situation with Catholic priests and how much that was denied for so long. And now as the years have gone on and more information has come out and more people have come out, Dave, and gone on the record as pointing the finger at these people. After a while, you can't say it's not true. Right. I agree. I agree. But until that happens, Dave, until that kind of stuff happens and it, becomes what do you call it i guess i could call it mainstream belief because all these different outlets you know and different journalists are like you know what some of the stuff is just plain true you got people going on the record saying this happened and you just can't deny it anymore you know the catholic priest thing is is one the, the penn state issue now there's one at michigan university day more people are coming out saying, yeah, these wow. guys molested us back many, many years ago. It's just. And it was all hush hush. And it was all hush hush for the longest time. And the school probably knew and made it go away. Well, you heard about the, the Joe Paterno situation at Penn State a million years ago. The, the great coach, he died a number of years oh, yeah. ago. Horrible. You know, Right, he had that one um, assistant coach that was molesting underage boys in the shower, like on the campus, and like apparently Paterno knew about this for quite some time and didn't do anything about it. Now is now is this different than the one I'm thinking about, the fucking uh, wrestling coach? Oh, that's the the. Uh, Peterson, uh, come on, Dave. What? So that so this is different. So you're this talking Penn, you're talking Penn State football, right? Yes. Okay, Penn State football. That guy got busted yeah, for doing exactly about... what you're talking about. Now I'm talking about the uh, what was it? It was a movie made about this guy, and he developed a wrestling camp, and he would invite people out to this camp, and then he would fucking molest them. 
You, but you're talking, isn't that the one, it's the Republican congressman that's been linked to that, right? Yep. Jordan. And there was an Olympic wrestler that went down with it. Wow. Because he, he had this, he had this amazing Olympic wrestler. This guy killed it. And he brought him on as like the trainer. Yeah, oh, it's there are quite this, a few of those. There, there they had this whole thing Tony. They had this whole thing going where you would send him your kid for the summer, basically. Like, wow, just some absolutely sick stuff. Talk I mean, about string them up by the nuts, right? Spotlight. If if anybody's you know seen the movie Spotlight, they know what we're talking about. I mean, this goes through a whole, you know, the Catholic Church and years and years of molestation, and people just wouldn't believe it. I, Marlin and I were watching uh, Netflix a uh, couple of months back, and um, they had this series on about the, I think it was the Philadelphia Archdiocese, Dave, and they had this one super sicko priest that, you know, was who was just being switched from parish to parish, right? And That's what they do. These kids, it's it's on Netflix, and apparently, Dave, he had ties to the local government, the local police force. He was setting up some of the policemen with some underage girls. I mean, it was, wow! So he was a pimp. Mind-boggling. This this kind of stuff is, and because he was a priest, and they were looked up to, you know, as as these father figures. Right, as these these um, beacons of um, of society, they these leaders of society, and they were getting away with this stuff for years and years and years. And it was just so you're telling me possible. True, you're telling me this guy was actually pimping children. He was actually pimping children. Wow! Wow! You know, again, Dave. Here I am. I cannot remember the name of the the series and it's a documentary on netflix and after a while dave one person came forward another person came forward another person came forward and so many of these people that came forward dave were many years older or younger were in, in different parishes different schools so, no, they didn't all collude with each other to try to railroad some guy. You know, they didn't know each other. And as time went on, like, more of them started to speak up. And now, of course, they, these people are like, some of them are old. I mean, these people took, some of these things took place in, like, the 60s. This guy get, kept getting transferred from parish to parish, and he was in the archdiocese, Dave, for, like, 35 years or something. Wow. It's this absolutely sick thing. And so I never want to say, Dave, that these things aren't possible. But until those kind of things come out and these people are speaking out, that's when I start going, okay, I, I, you can't deny this anymore. You just have to, like, that's it. This is true now. That's it. This might be the one you're talking about. The Keepers? That's it. That's it, Dave. Yes, yes. The keepers. 
I just Anybody Googled get a chance it. to see that, check it out. If you think these things can happen, they can. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say the Clintons are murderers, the Clintons are molesters, and they're drinking blood of I'm not trying to say anything like that. I'm not going to go there. But, but you can't prove that they're not. But, but I, I don't want to stain somebody, Dave, by saying I can't. you can't prove that they're not. That, that, that doesn't oh, no, work for me. I agree. That no. doesn't work for me. But whenever we get this idea that no way can these things – this is way too bizarre, let's not, let's not say that either because <laughs> nothing let's is – Let's not forget history, right? Nothing is too bizarre. History has no told us that. Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. Right? Oh my god, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? So here here's this guy and this is out of a movie, right? Like I'm going to recite some true shit and this is going to sound so freaking mind-blowing that if you're young and you haven't heard of Jeffrey Dahmer, you're going to think I'm making some shit up and you should go google this. So Jeffrey Dahmer used to go to gay bars and 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 abduct and, and seduce people back to his house thinking right. they were going to have sex, and then he would kill them. But he didn't just kill them. No. He killed them. He kept people as vegetables by drilling a hole in their head and pouring acid in their brain. So he kept a, live, a living fuck puppet, right? Like a fuckable zombie, right? Yeah, he did that. Then not only did he do that, but then when he killed the people, he used to like to put them in these contortionistic poses. One of these poses, Tony, is freakily, it's almost identical, but it's freakily resemblant to this piece of art that Tony Podesta John Podesta's brother, right? So John Podesta, the head of the Hillary campaign, John and Tony Podesta, brothers, they're, they're the like fourth and fifth most, most influential people in Washington. How? They're lobbyists. So one of them has a PR firm. The other one has a lobbying firm. And they work lock and chain, right? Now, John Podesta was tied hardcore to the to the Pizzagate thing. Um, and you look at this piece of artwork that his brother, Mike Podesta, has hanging in the giant foyer, right? Giant entryway. Like, he's got, like, this fucking house that looks like... Uh, what what the fuck is it? Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> Something from Gone. That Gone with the Wind. Thank you. So two two giant staircases that go up on left and the right, right, and they meet up in the middle. Giant, ridiculous entryway, right, and in this huge foyer. Yeah. yeah, and in this huge foyer, he's got this this statue hanging, and it looks like. Jeffrey Dahmer's beheaded victim in a contortion wow. pose. It's wow. all it's he was all really gold. inspired, huh? It's all gold plated and it's this thing arcing backwards in a position that you and I could never reach and its head has been chopped off. 
Yeah, see, I didn't even know Dahmer did that. Yeah, he did. I, I knew he drilled holes in them to make them into a zombie-like state. He cannibalized them, kept body parts in his refrigerator. And then he had them freeze in weird positions. Yeah, he was he was freakier than the freakiest. Yeah. He, out, he outdid a bunch of other serial killers in weirdness. In weirdness. And then yeah. here, let's let's blow our listeners' minds with this, Tony. How did he get busted? Well, well, this isn't even what got him busted. The smell got him busted. But because he was in a fucking apartment. Yeah. He was doing this in an apartment complex, dude. So he had bodies decomposing in 55-gallon drums full of acid in his apartment. And he'd gotten away with this for who knows how many bodies. It was was nearly a decade that he was active, I think, right? I don't know. I want to say 15 victims. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, not really sure, Dave, to be it, honest. It might be more than that. Nobody knows for sure because he was decomposing them in acid, so it breaks the bones and everything down. But the freaky thing, and I'm sure you heard this, is he had this, uh, what was a Laotian boy, I believe, like 11-year-old Laotian boy, something like that. And this guy escaped his apartment and ran out naked Bleeding from the anus. Right. And, and the cops returned him. Flag on a police officer. Bleeding from the anus and naked. Running out into traffic like, help! And then Jeffrey Dahmer comes up and like, oh, we just we just had like a lover's squirmish. Yeah, and the guy I- didn't really talk English. So the cops let him fucking take him home. And then he killed him. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that in one of those many profiles that have been done on Dahmer. And, and like, again, you talk about how weird can this get? That's pretty weird. I mean, that makes it, that makes it movie like, right? You're like, it really does. Yeah. Because, because the guy was almost free, like, like, Oh, here's the cops. And then the cops give him to the killer. Oh my God! And how? I mean, can you? I can't even imagine how that scene would have went down. Like the Laotian boy, he's not crying and fighting and trying to run away. How? I don't. Tony, you know exactly how it went down. I that he just uh, he just walked back into Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment and allowed the door to close and the police to leave. How did? How did that work out? No, I need to be a little bit graphic to explain this. And once again, I don't believe this, and I'm using inflammatory language to drive the point home, right? But the cops saw a gay lover's quarrel, right? And they were like, oh, you effing faggots, probably, right? being racist redneck cops. So Jeffrey Dahmer comes up. Oh, no, no, no. I got this. I got this. Like, uh, and, and they're probably just like, oh, fucking whatever. Let's get the fuck out of here. Mm. I mean, it must be because there's it's no way got- the victim in that point would would go completely willingly back into the apartment, right? No, there's no way in hell. 
and, and apparently the victim didn't even talk English. So although he was screaming and shit and bleeding and naked, the fucking cops basically gave him back to Jeffrey Dahmer and said, you know, fucking take your shit inside. God. Unreal. Fucking horrid. Right? Like out of a movie, like worst nightmare, like worst, worst, worst response you could ever hope for. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Do you you think (laughs) like, oh, my God, that's like the fire department showing up and a building's on fire and just like, oh, it'll put itself out and leaving. Right. Or, or, Or these stories you hear about where like you call the police because something's going on and then they actually shoot your family member. Yeah. That's the, the only thing. Are, only the authorities are in on it. Well, not maybe maybe not in on it, but just like overreacting or not reacting. In the case no, of it, Jeffrey Dahmer thing, they were just like they're like, let's get out of here. No, but in a situation, not in this particular situation, but I'm saying in the other situations where victims have like, oh my god, I can't believe this is going on. I better call the police, and you call the police, and like, oh, the police are on this guy's payroll. <laughs> Sorry. You know what or, I mean? or you just call the police hoping it's going to go well, and then the police show up and it goes worse. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in Santa Rosa, California, right? So in Pengrove, California, about 20 miles south of me, this family, they had a nine-year-old son and a 14-year-old son. And the nine-year-old son had some mental whatever. A lot of people do now, right? That's a whole nother podcast. Why? But anyway, the nine-year-old kid had some mental issues. The The brothers got in an argument, and the nine-year-old pulled a knife on the 14-year-old. Tony, the parents called the police. The police came and shot their kid in front of them. Wow. Well, I mean... It was a nine-year-old kid with a knife, Tony. Like, you mean you mean to tell me that our big-ass, badass police can't fucking tackle a nine-year-old kid and take the knife out of his hand without shooting him? Mm. Right? Police make the situation worse. Just, that's nightmare that's stuff. I mean, that's not what we want. Anyway, Waver, I'm going to have to say goodnight here. Well, once again, it's been fantastic, Tony. And we are up to nine outlets now for our podcast. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're basically on everything you want to see a podcast on. So please listen to our podcast. If you're listening to it on anchor.fm, feel free to chime in. You can do that under comments. You can leave a one-minute comment. And, uh, Tony, I look forward to the next one. This has been a fantastic conversation. (laughs) 
Alright, thanks for tuning in for another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Please catch us on many of our uh, outlets, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many others. And Another Thing with Dave. Peace out.